If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's definitely going to be different not having those matchups that you would expect every year. Because the NHL drafts like 17-year-olds, the NHL has to tread the water really carefully. Like, they don't even have a goalie. Like, what is what is the draw? But going into this year because of the Seattle Kraken's expansion draft. But, Where is this going? Oh, so, no, so listen, hear me out. It's going somewhere. It's, it's just not part of hockey. Like, really looks like that weird dad I don't want me to pick up from school. Like, Welcome to Slapshot Sweethearts. And we are back again. Anya Packer, thank you for doing our two-parter here. Super excited to get more into talking about you as opposed to the cup. So excited for that also. But happy to hear more about how you got to where you are in this journey. So I guess starting off, tell us how you got into hockey. Yeah, so I appreciate you guys having me on again. Talking about myself will be much less interesting. However, um, everyone that knows me knows that the reason I play is because of my older brother. My brother John is four years older, or three and a half years older than me, four years. And anything he did, I needed to do. I needed to copy. I needed to follow. I like learned cursive when I was in kindergarten because he was learning it. And I was like, I can do that better. Uh, but my brother was playing, and he was playing hockey at Waltham Youth Hockey. And my mom and dad were like, if he's going, you're going to go watch. And I went and watched like one or two times and looked right at my dad and was like, why am I not out there? Because this is boring. Like this side of the bench is boring. I want to be out there. And that's like right when it took off. I mean, my brother used to wear the number eight. They asked me what my first number was. I was like, I'd like to be 16, two times better than eight. I mean, it was like lunacy, but my brother played. So I obviously had to play. I love that rationale. Yeah, it's it was like at a young age, my parents were like, I think she's like too competitive, but forming that wit from an early start. <laughs> yeah, it was it was intense. I love a good sibling rivalry. So you played at BU, uh, also from Boston, so I appreciate that. You played at BU, you played in the CWHL, and then obviously the NWHL. At what point did you know you wanted to kind of take that next step and play professionally? Since it's not 
as clear cut, obviously, as, you know, going to the NHL for women to play professional sports, which is messed up, but a separate conversation. Um, so how did you know that you kind of wanted to take that path in, you know, in conjunction with going on and having a career? It started for me when I looked at what women's hockey could be in the platform and the platitude we were starting to gain at that time. And from, from college and high school, it was just so hard for me to recognize that, you know, at the same time I started going to school as Charlie Coyle, like Chuck was right down the hall. Right. And like <laughs> Charlie, he goes and play, plays pro and like, that's it. Like he, that's his identity. And so that wasn't the same for us at the time. Um, and it still isn't right. So I, was really excited and, and hungry for the opportunity to make changes there. And, you know, I've, my whole life I've been a third, fourth line grinder. Um, same at BU, kind of go that way in the pros and, and really just commit to the, the message, whether that's through the CWHL where we won a Clarkson Cup um, and then continuing on in the NWHL where I played for the Connecticut Whale for my, uh, my career and got to, to be the first, you know, group of women to get paid to play hockey. And that was pretty incredible. But I knew that, somebody needed to put in the sweat equity and, and it was happening in so many different places. And I was hungry to be one of those pioneers. What was that inaugural season? Like, like getting to be part of that, you kind of mentioned, but like, that's crazy to yeah, be it's a ton of miles you've seen. So it yeah. was insane. I mean, like I have my first paycheck ever and <laughs> I like saved it. And like, I'm so excited to like show it to way one day. And, um, you know, Maddie and I played against each other in the first ever game in the NWHL, like the Riveters played the whale. So we had a pretty fun and unique story or we do for, for, you know, when I'm like old and gray and I'm like, you remember when we didn't even, you know, whatever. So, um, that's definitely crazy, but it was, it was a moment that you couldn't really explain. You know, I was crying. I'm like getting ready. The national anthems playing. I had the wrong Jersey on because mine had a rip in it and you can't play with like a rip Jersey, but they were trying to seam rip my name off. Cause it was like, it was stitched on the wrong number jersey anyway so they're like trying to take my jersey off and they like, cut the whole thing and they're like well this woman from russia isn't here yet so wear this jersey and i'm like what so i have like a russian <laughs> patch on and the wrong number i was like what is happening it was insane but at the time we just were we were just doing it and and that was such a cool experience and um, it was so cool. We had like people on the glass four rows deep. We were sold out every single game. We started the season amazingly. We were eight and O and then like kind of like plateaued a little bit, made it into the first round of playoffs, three game series uh, in playoffs that year, lost to Buffalo, like, please come on. And <laughs> didn't get the chance to fight for the cup, but it was, it was an incredible experience. And I, I, I wouldn't give any moment of it back. Yeah, that's incredible. So, I mean, you did that and then you transitioned back to working and obviously doing things for WHLPA. Um, what was that transition like? Obviously, you've got a million things going on now. <laughs> like, you've obviously a wife and a son. Like, you work full time, you do this. Like, what, how do you, like, or how are you balancing that with what you're doing for growing hockey and women's empowerment on all of that? Truthfully, I feel like I have five full time jobs. So, that's always fun. <laughs> But I'm like, this time I'm doing this job or I'm doing this job now or I, I'm, I'm focused on this. But um, I, I transitioned into it because we needed somebody to run our Players Association. I was a member of the PA. I was representing Connecticut. And then all of the members of the PA were like, you should actually be like in charge of this thing. And so for one sure. more season, I was like, oh, yeah, let me take that on. Like throw that right on my plate. 
but I, I loved it so much. And, and like I said, I was a third, fourth line grinder. So when I looked at my life, I thought, how can I actually affect the sport in the greatest possible way? And it's in the boardroom. I mean, I love the sport of hockey. I would play it until I like die. I will forever. But what I don't have or, or what I didn't have at the time was the support to to grow the game uh, on the business side. And so when that, that kind of like lever switched for me, um, I was really excited for the opportunity. And so that is kind of what led me into um, heading up the PA and and stepping away from playing. And ever since, we've just continued to grow and climb and like check things off of our list of things that we were aiming for. So um, it's been, in, in my opinion, a great a greatly exciting piece of, of what hockey has become for me. Yeah. So looking at that list, obviously, you know, the NWHLPA has a list of things they want to accomplish, but you know, on your list of things you're looking to accomplish in the boardroom, like looking at the five tender plan, like what is your like dream thing that you're trying to like get done in the next few years? I would love to see a national ad campaign with a player. I mean, I think our biggest issues to this point is that we're in education mode. So, you know, could I say pie in the sky? I want players to make a livable wage. I want all these things. Yes. But right now we're still educating people on what we are. So I think things like a national ad campaign or a national TV distribution deal uh, would be two of the biggest pieces that I think would unlock women's hockey. Um, it you know helps get more sponsors. It helps get more dollars in the front door. I mean, like we split our revenue 50, 50 uh, between our players and our, our uh, league head office. So, Anytime we can grow our presence and grow sponsorship dollars, we're innately growing salaries. Um, but I would love to see women's hockey be more profitable, be more, um, you know, more of a household name and conversation. And from there, you know, the sky is the limit to what we can continue to do. We've seen the same thing with Angel City Field Club in the NWSL. You know, they get that group of inspired investors that create a really interesting uh, dynamic yeah. over there. And, you know, they've got multiple seven-figure deals and they've never even touched the pitch. So those are the things that I'm really excited about and the things that are on my, you know, my BHAG, my, 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 my big hairy um, goals list that Madison yeah. has to write. So, you know, it's really interesting you bring that up. We actually just guest lectured at our alma mater, American, at a communications class. Um, and we're both in graduate school. I'm getting my MBA. And so he, the professor was asking us about why we focus primarily on NHL and not uh, women's hockey, just because we're both women. Um, and I was like, well, you know, interesting you bring that up because we're recording with you today. But I was saying that, you know, it would be primarily education if we were to focus on yeah. hockey. Not that that's a bad thing, but that there are so few people that are engaged with it right now that it's not necessarily from an analysis perspective. It's solely education at this point, yeah. um, which I think is, you know, very important. However, it's a different approach to what sure. a lot of people are doing right now and what they're thinking about. Yeah, it's um, just not at scale. So, you know, any day and any time I can have the conversation to let somebody know what women's hockey is, right. or like look on my LinkedIn, like I'll talk to my clients in my full-time job and they'll be like, whoa, what's this on your LinkedIn? And I'm like, let me tell you, you <laughs> paper, I'm going to educate you. But truthfully, you're going to the market, even, you know, NWSL fans or WNBA fans, they'll find and stumble upon my account because every now and then I like become a fan of like, I love Elizabeth Williams. I love like the Connecticut sun. I love the NWSL. Like I go crazy and they'll get connected to me and they'll say, Oh, there's a women's hockey league. Cause a lot of women's sports fans are fans of women's sports. They're not diehard soccer fans or diehard basketball right. fans. They just like women's sports. 
Uh, it's a different culture and community. And we could talk about that in a whole other world. But you constantly find that you're not not popular. You're you're not yet known. So that's why the distribution on NBC Sports is so crazy because someone's going to be able to just flip on the TV at a bar and see women's hockey and then think, oh, I like that. Like, I like that game or I like that jersey or I think hockey's great so I can now watch it more frequently. Um, so like your, like to your point, being in education mode is so different than being at scale. So right. that's where we are. And, and so I think that when I always think about my big goals, it's not get somebody to give us more money so that we can just be paid more for what we're currently doing. It's get what we're doing to scale and then the money will come simply. Exactly. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I know you mentioned like your day job and stuff. And it's like, I think a lot of people don't realize when they hear like, oh, professional athlete, they're not thinking like, oh, you guys have full-time jobs in addition to this. Like, what is that balance I found that like? When I was doing my research today, I went on your Wikipedia and it said what you did during the day. And I was like, so I pulled you up on LinkedIn. And I was like, what? <laughs> yes. It's, it's funny because people don't remember back in the day when the Bruins were guys that played hockey and then had other jobs, but that wasn't so long ago that that's hard to think about like that was 30 40 years ago so where we're at currently is where a lot of these pro leagues started is trying to get to the point of scale and i i'll, I'll talk about that until the cows come home but um currently i i'm in sales and i, I sell for an it research firm and i work a cybersecurity company so it's like to two totally different worlds but uh what i work with most frequently is sales and marketing buyers that's who buys from me and constantly watching different marketing schemes and go-to-market strategies and how people are engaging. And I think that that always makes me better in tune to the business side, but our athletes have to have other jobs right now. And, and some don't, and some have the endorsements and the functionality to, um, to, to just focus on hockey or be being coaches and having hockey in their careers as they, you know, it still makes it part of their, what's earning them cash. But, you know, I, my dad actually the other day was like, I can reminisce to a time where a Bruins defender came in to clean the gutters. He's like, he shows up at the door and I'm like, what's going on? Like, did I win some kind of prize that this Bruins player is here? And he was like, no, man, I'm here to clean your gutters. And so it's it, it, it we forget how far um, professional sports have come and, and like truthfully hit like an exponential ride. But I think women's hockey will be will be close. And I think that this. Like I said, this NBCSN uh, functionality to just hit that many eyeballs is going to be a, a major turning point for us. For sure. Yeah, we're so excited to see how it like blows up and like wait for more recognition, which like speaking of recognition, Forbes 30 under 30. What's that getting that call like? That was crazy. And, and truthfully, it was a, a moment where I looked at you know, when you just like are doing so much and you don't take a second to say, wow, I'm really proud of myself. Like, I really crushed it. And, and like, that was really great. Uh, I had two moments like that. One was the first time a player said to me, I just made, you know, a quarter of my salary in our revenue share. Thank you so much. She was like, that was crazy. I, that's the biggest check I've ever gotten playing professional hockey. And I was like, wow, that's actually amazing. I was like, wow, good job Anya. Right. And so um, that, and then when I had the ability to get on the call with the Forbes 30 under 30 people, I went through the interview process. I, I learned who was selecting our, our honorees. And then I looked at my profile and I was a featured honoree. I really thought to myself, 
you know, this is a moment where you should look back and be proud of yourself. And I, I really, I really can't, I can't imagine my, my life and my career without the people around me that have motivated me, elevated me and supported me on my way. So every single member of the PA got like a bawling call from me that day. Like, thank you for what you've done to get me here. Like, I'm just a, a byproduct of some really great women. And in that moment, I could be proud of myself, but also really proud of just what women's hockey has become and what we're, what we're doing right now. And, and it's so important and it's so hard. And there's, seems like sometimes there's no win and when you get a call like that that's a win and you can celebrate yeah I feel like in the moment like you it's not always about like oh I'm doing this for the recognition like all of this I'm not doing this just to break barrier but it's like you're doing because you love it and then it's just like looking back it's like look at all the ceilings we've shattered like look at all these moves we've made that have changed so much for like a little girl who like starts hockey now I mean like have something to aspire to like right. that's amazing I I think it's interesting too right when we get for the more you know tenure we get it's uh the players that went into college knowing that they had a pro option that's really cool for me so like our fifth season uh last year I was like somebody who was a freshman commit to a division one college knew that they could then play on this team and that's who your teammates are Madison I was like that's really cool um, so those things kind of every time we get to another stage like that, uh, is really cool for me. And so pretty soon we'll get to, you know, in year eight or nine, we'll get to the point where a kid started high school knowing that, that she could, or they could go on to be a professional hockey player. And, and that is really cool. But, uh, but yeah, a lot of times it's a thankless job. I mean, a lot of times it's, you know, it's an HR problem or it's a benefits problem or it's a, we want this and we're not getting it. So let's fight. And you know, you get into these contentious conversations with the league head office, and then you have to kind of take a breath and be like, we both want the same thing. Let's just find a way to get through this current challenge. And, you know, none of that is fun, but it's certainly the work and doing the work is hard. And I'm really proud of the group around me that's willing to do the work because it is not fun. And there's <laughs> plenty of times where you're like pulling your hair out, like crying. You're like, why doesn't this just work? Um, but then I, I lovingly look at all my other friends in, in women's hockey and women's sports and think we're going through this together. Like, this is all of us. <laughs> what <Yeah>. a community. <laughs> Solidarity and stress. That's what we are. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Last question. If you had to pick one stadium food or drink to be the only one for the rest of your life, what would it be? A Fenway hot dog Whoa. zero perfect <laughs> i don't have any other there's no there's not even a thought in my head i'm like oh, oh I have a hot wow. dog. <laughs> fenway of like a foot long hot dog with mustard done and next question that was the easiest question i've ever answered in my life i didn't even that's think about the best it. answer i've ever heard <laughs> that was easy i was gonna say key to shannon's heart right there <laughs> yeah like like a caiman dog like no i don't want like a i don't want anything other than like that hot dog for the rest of my life i actually would probably choose that as my my like meal on an island you know that question like oh what you on an island that hot dogs infinite supply of fenway hot dogs yeah done yeah that's fine why not oh yeah amazing well Anya, thank you so much for sticking around talking with us tell the people where they can find you on social Find me at Battalino A. My wife would kill me because I'm now a Packer, but it's B-A-T-T-A-G-L-I-N-O-A. And that's across all social handles. And, and you can find the PA at NWHLPA and the league at 
nwhl.zone. Uh, we'd love to uh, educate you on what we're doing here and, and continue to grow at scale. Yeah, guys, if you're not following Anya or the NWHL yet, you must, simply must right now. <laughs> Until then, that's all from me and Shan. We'll see you guys next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.